0: mother is believing. At least I
1: have a husband, you know. Does anybody he
0: believe that? Oh. Does anybody here believe
1: that? Oh. We are from Arkansas, no. <laughs>
0: We're finally back. A little bit of a delay.
1: Oh, man. It's been a week.
0: Um, Normally, I would say we record on Mondays. That's the goal, normally. Lately, it's been Tuesdays because schedules mm-hmm. have not aligned. It is Thursday night at what time is it right now? Oh, really I late. I don't even have my... Um, oh, I put my footbit, Fitbit into charge. What time is it? It is Thursday at 9.38 PM. p.m. Yeah.
1: So, I was on a long stretch. So I did 10 days in a row.
0: I thought it was 12. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay.
1: 10 days in a row. Um, My shortest day was 13 hours long.
0: The shortest day.
1: The shortest. (laughs) It went from 13 to 16 um, for 10 days straight. I had one day off.
0: So Monday he was off, Mm -hmm. which is our normal But I was like, you know what? I'm like, take the fucking day. Like... (laughs) take the day and so he read comics with mildred and he took naps and stuff i'm like this is what you need Mm. this is gonna have to wait yep (laughs) but you did have um so you know survived super bowl barely (sighs) he did have nike staying at his hotel so like Mm -hmm. the ceo was there and like a big group was there and Mm -hmm. i've been wondering this whole time so that word got thrown around a lot did you look down every time you heard it what word nike
1: did I look down?
0: Remember how that's the code word? Oh my god, you don't remember with the Duggars. That's the code oh, word. Oh
1: yeah, I didn't to remember. To look that down at all.
0: when a girl is looking inappropriate.
1: Yeah, I never Shh. never Apparently even he didn't look down. connected those two. Um, okay. I didn't. But we did have Nike at our hotel. What's really funny is that I guess we also had a small group from Converse of like some pretty higher up people in Converse. So my Battle whole, of
0: the shoes?
1: My whole joke was that they were going to have like a West Side Story style, like Sharks and Jets battle, <laughs> where they're all snapping at each other, like on floor 11, you know what I mean?
0: Which, um, I'd be Converse, which would you be?
1: I'd probably be Converse, but I do like the Cortezes, they're old cholo shoes and I love them.
0: But like, just, I would have to go Converse, because I'm all vintagey, and it just has that mm-hmm. feel, so...
1: I just imagine a bunch of like shoe people going, when you're a jet, you're a jet. Um, the running joke. <laughs> I didn't joke know that was, you
0: had like, I, I knew you had Nike. I didn't mm-hmm. know you had Converse. So it's funny that you had like the battle of the souls.
1: Yeah. The battle of the souls. That's good. Yeah. So the running joke was that we were like, they're not going to tip our serving staff with uh, money. They're going to tip them with like shoelaces, <laughs> you know. Um, but the we lace. had that. And if you didn't know, minor, minor happens happenings that are going on. We had, obviously, Super Bowl on Sunday, which is here in Arizona. Um, we did Valentine's Day on Tuesday. So then we offered our Valentine's Day menu on Saturday as well. And then we also had the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which is the giant golf tournament here in town. Um, and it ends Wompo,
0: as the, as we call it.
1: Yeah, I used to work for a catering company that did a bunch of the food Most of the food, so we called it Wampo. Um, Yeah, so it was honestly probably about five days of insane everything here in Arizona.
0: And then you get like a slight, like, like for like a split second, and then Mm -hmm. we're going to be balls deep and spring training here spring in a bit so training, it's, it's yeah. all I and mean, just in general everybody's here anyway mm-hmm. because of this is a destination this time of year so. yeah
1: the weather is nicer yeah, hospitality than hospitality in
0: arizona this time of year is yeah crazy so yeah so um actually really quick i need to do a corrections corner <laughs> i haven't done one in a couple episodes i feel i feel like i've only done a couple in general so Can we
1: remark on the fact that you're admitting you were wrong about something
0: i i'm okay with admitting when i'm wrong
1: when it comes to the podcast
0: thank you (laughs) thank you honey (laughs) so for this corrections corner i don't even know if anybody cares but okay so do you remember when i said like oh didn't jim bob talk about like because at the dentist last episode Mm -hmm. where i was like didn't he say something about like with each kid that they bring for braces they get a discount Mm -hmm. i was at fries which is kroger kind of like in other places uh going through the the red netted uh discount produce mm-hmm. and i was like holy shit that was Gil Bates!" like it just hit me all of a sudden <laughs> as i was going through um avocados that i can't believe they're still trying to get 99 cents for it's a oh. fucking preposterous mm-hmm. they're mushy and they're still trying to get 99 cents for them yeah but uh i realized that i mean it was Gil Bates. i'm thinking of On an episode of Bringing Up Bates where he talked about with their dentist, every time they brought another kid, they Mm, knocked down the price. Okay, I mean, but like fucking IBLP, 19 kids, dad. I mean, what's the fucking difference? It's all the fucking same. But just to be clear, that was a Gil Bates thing, not a Duggar thing.
1: So you're apologizing personally to Jim Bob Duggar?
0: No, I'm (laughs) apologizing to our (laughs) listeners for incorrect information. Copy that um also bringing up i'm bringing up a new corner so we have corrections corner another alliteration here i have a clarifications corner okay so i just wanted to like okay so when i when i listened to the last episode like i was really cringing the entire time again i thought i would not listen to episodes but i can't help myself there's one episode i have not listened to of all of our episodes so far okay but when i was listening last week it's kind of like cringing when I went off on that side tangent about like negative
1: reviews.
0: Negative things just being louder than the positives. Okay. So, we went off on this side tangent definitely geared towards number 1 probably also like your your day-to-day job, but for me it was personally just like stuff I'm going through right now trying to deal with just in this space of creating, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. But I just wanted to clarify because this side tangent happened at the time that we were talking about Joshua Harris talking to people about mm-hmm. his book. And that he was, I was like, he was getting, you know, both negative, negative and positive, mostly negative. And then we kind of went on the side tangent. It's like negative is usually louder. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to clarify that in this case, the negative was completely warranted (laughs) like i didn't want it to come off like i was saying like oh god he's getting like it was warranted but i think that it it just went off on this the sideways thing of like a personal thing we're going like i'm going through right now Mm -hmm. so i just wanted to clarify that i do think that the negative criticism he was getting was definitely justified correct (laughs) yeah just wanted to make that clear yeah um i haven't even heard anything about it but that was just one of those things that as i was listening to it was like i just kind of want to speak my piece on that Mm. (laughs) because it went a little sideways
1: yeah can i make two two comments on it that'll be short sure so you can get into it um the first one is there was a very very prolific food critic in la named jonathan gold and the thing that i appreciate about watching things about him was that I feel like specifically in Arizona, like way, way back, kind of before my time, the food critic in town felt like he controlled the dining scene in Phoenix. So his was very much a mentality of, like, I can make or break you as a restaurant, you know? Um, Jonathan Gold was not like that. He was the person where if he had a negative experience, He would reach out to the owners and be like, hey, I'm just letting you know this was the experience that I have. And I'll be back in a month. So he never wanted to post negative reviews because he wanted these people to succeed. This is somebody's livelihood.
0: Yeah, it's like it's everything to somebody, you know. Yeah.
1: So he was like, if I did have a negative experience, I want you to know what it was and have time to fix it. Because nobody wants to put out a crappy experience. And sometimes they don't know, and sometimes they do, or sometimes they're overwhelmed, you know. So I just appreciate that level of like human empathy to be like, "I'm not gonna break your business." I want. Oh you yeah, to know because to...
0: o- other ones will. They think that they're fucking god.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, I completely spaced on what my second thought was on that. So we can move on.
0: Okay. <laughs> so we are on episode thirty-five, which is the Addison episode this there was is, a
1: lot of michelle voice in this, this episode is
0: another, another simple joe kid <laughs> uh, simple joe and giggles
1: simple joe popping
0: out the kids so this episode is called dugger school days and I, I just want to point out that it's not days as in like day of the week it's d-a-z-e
1: mm, that's a very Duggar 90s school days like, that was a big 90s 2000s <laughs>
0: this uh premiered on june 2nd of 2009 so the episode opens with baby Cannon telling some of the little boys that they need to get their work workbooks, especially little Justin.
1: Mm, he's struggling.
0: She's having to tell him repeatedly, and she even has to bend down and do the like the whole talk to him thing. Um and that's like when you know shit's going down. Like when she when Michelle does the bend down when she takes the time to bend down. <laughs> shit is going down.
1: But she's still talking sweetly. You gotta do that parent talk through your teeth. Yeah. So they know you're serious.
0: For her, it's the bend down right. and the smashing of the side of the cheek <laughs> to the forehead, and then she mm. whisper scolds. That's her that's her tactic.
1: She skispers.
0: <laughs> yes, she skispers. Yes. Um But I it was just funny because I kind of was like, This is the most we've seen of Justin, because this was mm-hmm. Justin. and And also
1: the most we've seen her parenting
0: (laughs) but i thought it was really funny because i like the last episode with like the whole blinds and like all that Mm. shit i in my head there was this one scene where boob is leaving the house like he's walking out of the house and justin Mm -hmm. is sitting on the couch and he's like bye justin justin's kind of like waves and says bye and last episode i was like. I think that's the first fucking time we've seen this kid. <laughs> so then in the next episode to have like a little thing like revolving mm-hmm. around him, like did they realize this kid has been like.
1: He hasn't gotten any anything. screen time. <laughs> so yeah. it was
0: just funny that two episodes in a row I've been like, oh, there's that fucking kid popping up. Justin. His agent this.
1: his agent, got with the showrunners and was like, can we
0: maybe get a little more screen time? A L- little bit more. Yeah. You know, it can be a small minor role. It's fine. Yeah.
1: Can we maybe come on like one storyline? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. I remember last episode, the thing I noticed was this horrific sandals he was wearing. (laughs) Horrific. You know those little boy sandals people have their kids wear? Those little boy sandals? You know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah.
0: So, in A Talking Head, Michelle says she always got in trouble for talking in school, and she even got sent to the principal for it. (gasps) Oh, my.
1: The scandal.
0: Which I guess is good. It's like she got it out early in life, because... (laughs) We know that um, as she got older, she just kind of repeats what Lego says Mm. or, um, you know, if she's feeling really talkative that day, she might um, throw in like an extra adjective in addition to what he said. So Mm. it's probably good she got the talking out early because we know that later on it's not really an option for IBLP women. (laughs) Lego confirms what we said in a previous deep dive that from kindergarten through fifth grade he did go to public school
2: mm-hmm. before
0: going to like Shiloh Christi- Christian, like we talked about, mm-hmm. from sixth through twelfth. So then there's this funny scene. Okay, I'm I'm saying it now. It has been trending this direction. Johanna is officially my favorite.
1: <laughs> okay. It has
0: been trending. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to, you know. S- be premature okay so michelle is sitting there with one of the little boys and um it's jack she's sitting there with jackson and she's going over mm. with his like little paper he needs to be going over talking about balls of course ball is what they're <laughs> going over and johanna's like i want to whatever she's like you're gonna have your own paper mm. or whatever but what i thought was really funny Is that she goes, I want gum. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know why we don't do gum? It ends up in our hair. (laughs) And then basically Johanna's like, this fucking kid's got gum. Right. He's sitting there smacking gum this whole time. Mm -hmm. So come to find out, he got gum from his mother, Mm -hmm. Jana. For doing his hair. (laughs) So it's funny because like she's not even like, oh, we... Because she's sitting there saying, we don't do gum. And then he's sitting there smacking gum. Yep. So then she was like, oh, he must have done a real good job doing his hair all by himself. Doing his hair. But she was like, Mother Jana. I I felt like in that moment... Did it feel to you she was like, oh, I guess Mother Jana has spoken. Oh, yeah. Because even she wasn't like, oops. She Mm -hmm. was just like, oh, well, if he got gum.
1: Yep. She had no idea.
0: But I thought it was funny that johanna was like but he's got gum mm. <laughs> like she was like i want gum well he's got it That's true and it, even funnier because it seems like she had no she didn't even realize he had gum yep. so it was just this whole funny moment of johanna being like well, what the hell's going on mm-hmm. here i think i like that girl <laughs> we're gonna keep an eye on her i said that Do earlier you need some gum yes um i said that earlier i was like i think we got to keep an eye on her i mm-hmm. think she's she's really you know leading the pack in duggars for me okay so, Michelle talks about how they pay taxes for public schools, um, but that they also pay for their own homeschool materials. hmm Boob says they pay taxes to fund public schools, but that he doesn't resent that. hmm As both he and Michelle went to public school, and he feels like they're just paying that back. hmm Michelle says that their homeschool curriculum is kindergarten through third um well kindergarten through through third use workbooks and then Mm -hmm. third on up that they have like a computer curriculum
1: Mm -hmm.
0: jessa then explains that they use sos for their computer curriculum and that she's the one in charge of checking grades
1: so now she's the ta
0: pretty much (laughs) she really is like the ta (laughs) Uh, The next part cracks me up because ever since the episode where Joy was annoyed with James not working, that was, like, a couple episodes ago, Mm -hmm. it's been kind of, like, a running joke with me. Um, In the the visuals for a few episodes ago, I said, when Joy was walking into Josh and Anna's house, Mm -hmm. in that one where I posted that picture, um, and when she was kind of, like, looking pissed off or, like, judgy... Mm -hmm. Uh I, I wrote in the caption like like she's either judging the place or just caught a glimpse of James. So it's just kind of been like a running joke for me that mm-hmm. she fucking hates James. <laughs> and well, Joy, she just keeps giving me reason to keep this bit alive. Okay. <laughs> Joy is saying how it's hard to keep the little kids in line and specifically says, quote Like probably James is the worst though, because mm-hmm. He's, like, really hard. He'll, like, get distracted very easy. Mm -hmm. She can't fucking stand the kid. And if she doesn't, I like to say it because it's funny. Mm. But to me, she can't fucking stand the kid. (laughs) So we're going to keep an eye on Joy and James going forward. Because there seems to be... This is now two episodes where she has some fucking disdain for this child. So (laughs) I enjoy it.
1: Mm. You enjoy it
0: merp that is a good one <laughs> i enjoy anna it there you go so there's just like a whole scene of james like resisting like in general just like oh, yeah. all of it <laughs>
1: baby cannon's trying to get him oh you need to go and get your blah blah, blah. he's like i already did it
0: <laughs> he's just not having and it and she's
1: like no you need to go upstairs and get it he's like i know i already did it <laughs> i know yep. it's kind
0: I kind of love any moment like that. Where I'm when like, they seem
1: like real children. Yes, I mean, yeah.
0: I love it. So Michelle is talking about when they discovered the idea of homeschooling, they saw the joy of being able to have a close-knit family oh, as one oh. of the big benefits. But of course, you need to remember that this is Michelle talking. Mm-hmm. So they aren't benefits. They are Benefits. Gender. (laughs) Pretty good. They're benefits. Benefits. Big benefit of homeschooling. So Michelle talks about how they have responsibilities as as parents to protect their children. Which is really funny because we know she and Jim Bob do a really good job of protecting sexual deviant son. Of course. But not their daughter's. So, I just love the talk of protection. Yep. Coming from these two. Thanks.
1: And there was real quick as you continue this like her and Jim Bob both brought up an idea of like having to protect your kids, protect your kids. It didn't have anything to do with protecting them from dangerous things or no, what it was was and Jim Bob said it once. He was like protect them from differing ideas.
0: Yeah, I, I think I have a, um somewhere in here. I think I have the quote, but yeah, that's bef- what matters to them—not actually protecting mm-hmm. them for real. <laughs> yeah,
1: and like I made a note where I was like, she she said she saw oh a way to keep our close knit family. No, it's it's all about what your kids would learn out there with that dastardly worldly ideas. Yeah. Um, and then just as you continue and you kind of give us quotes, everything was so adversarial. Like, when they describe with their kids, it's like, well, we need to protect them from this. We need to prepare them. We need to... It's all so much this thing where it's like, you're going to get attacked. Yeah. So you need to prepare. The outside world is scary. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Michelle goes on to say, after she's talking about, you know, it's their job to protect their children. She says, quote, I can't think of a better way to teach them how to deal with stress struggles and challenges they're going to come up against than to be with the ones who love them the most and care about them the most (laughs) so basically um so isolation is their answer to preparation got it and if you're Um, a
1: female member of the family you're really learning how to grow up dealing with stress because josh (laughs) is in the house
0: yes uh it's just like they really truly believe that isolating sheltering them from things is the best way to teach and prepare them for struggles mm-hmm. it's just such a it's i i don't know i can't even understand it
1: i feel like michelle has the same thing that the little kids have where when she's saying something that's like contrived her eyes kind of glaze over
0: yeah it's just a thing to say it's the yep. parroting it's yep. the script it's the uh, yeah yep. So, when asked what will happen if any of their children choose careers that will <laughs> quri- require them to attend schools that don't emphasize their beliefs, Lego says um, it will be neat to see what they choose with all their different likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. And mentions some some things um, some of them have expressed interest in that they would support. They would support them going into whatever field God is leading them into. Yep. But, and of course, there's a but. <laughs> quote, also want them to be prepared for all the different secular teachings and stuff that is taught in the schools. Mm-hmm. I believe our children, each one, would be prepared to face those different viewpoints at that time. But uh, I think it's something that each parent has to prepare their children before that. End quote. <laughs> so the pre preparation we know of of course is just to instill in them that anything and everything different from what they do is bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's their idea of preparation
1: yep right before he said that too um they showed um i believe it was jessa at the computer and she was like i'm doing science right now
0: that's ginger
1: is it ginger i (laughs) was getting confused um
0: <laughs> he can't keep them straight like, and, uh, i mean it sounds like it's been a joke up to this point that he can't no he literally cannot keep them straight that's ginger she's talking about learning about the eye
1: no that was just some like it was a little mini transition clip and it was whichever one of it was going um i'm learning oh i'm doing science right now i'm not a big science fan and i was like yeah i'm sure they're learning a whole lot of science right now
0: and it was ginger yeah are you offended
1: i there it's the crunchy hair gang they're all the same
0: okay well that was ginger so when asked what they want to be when they grow up um here are just a few of their answers jed says he wants to be an artist (laughs) bunk bed jed an artist my god uh john david says that he's in the works of opening a towing business Hmm. Oh, oh, I have something wrong. I have Jed written down twice. I don't know what's right. Then I have oh. Jed. I wrote oh, down Jed weird. again. <laughs> weird.
2: Hmm. Weird
1: it's how almost, that happens. You know, almost, you would assume almost, you would assume that happens with me. It's you know, but like not with you. You know, it, I wrote you, down, not with you. The the I can tell all the kids apart. Uh, shit,
0: I wrote down. Hmm. I wrote down okay. So Jed wants to be a missionary. The true Jed wants to be a missionary. I wrote down somebody else as an artist. And I'm not sure who it is. Real bunk bed Jed wants to be a missionary. Josiah says he doesn't know, which I'm here for. Just leave your options open, kid. Jason, missionary. James, missionary. Go Jackson, police policeman.
1: Do you want to tell the reasons?
0: Um. He says that you have a gun and you can help people, right? Isn't that it?
1: They ask him and he goes, "Uh, a policeman, because you get to shoot guns. And then he pauses for a long time and he's like, and help people. That
0: secondary thing of helping people, (laughs) but mostly it's the shooting of the guns. (laughs) Uh, Jackson, oh no, I already said, and then Johanna, she wants, oh, see, this is why I love Johanna. I'm campaigning for Johanna, Okay. So she says that she wants to play outside, eat yogurt, mm-hmm. and be Johanna.
1: Well, it's you that, tell him, girl. It's that little kid thing where she's like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And she took it as, "What do you want to be?" So then she was saying things, "I want to be Johanna." She wants want to fucking to... eat
0: yogurt and be yep. Johanna. And yep. you know what? And and like Michelle's like, "That's a good thing to be." Mm-hmm. But I love it eat your yogurt i hope you know today i hope she's eating yogurt and being johanna <laughs> that's all i can want you know
1: well i think the second one's probably pretty a safe bet so
0: but is she eating yogurt is the real question
1: i mean who's to know
0: i think that's I love the, johanna.
1: that's what we need to see on twitter yeah i don't care about your pol- your political views i want to know whether you're eating yogurt or not <laughs>
0: So now it's the second half of the episode and it's early in the morning. Michelle is explaining how they've been invited to a local elementary school because they're having a day about authors. Mm -hmm. The crew is knocking on the door of the girls dorm and the girls won't answer and come out because they're crunchy, you know, (laughs) they're crunchy curl. They aren't, their curls aren't crunchy enough yet. Basically Mm -hmm. the gel hasn't set quite yet. Yep. Michelle says that they don't—they don't want to be seen if their hair isn't just right. So Ginger comes struggling out of the door, and it's almost like the best way I can describe it is it's almost like when you're trying to like not let a dog or cat out of the mm,
1: door—you're <laughs> blocking all the open yes. surface area of so the door. So like she's like
0: struggling, yeah. like falling out of this door, mm-hmm. and she says that they wouldn't let her out because they were afraid that the crew would then come in. So mm-hmm. she's all like kind of like annoyed, but like laughing at the same time. And, you know, go figure Lego has been sleeping through all of this. <laughs> and then we, we then have to watch Cinder, Jana, wake his ass up,
1: wake her dad up. Yep. And,
0: <laughs> you know, to, to tell him that he needs to play the role of parents since <laughs> they, along with Michelle, like all the older girls mm-hmm. along with Michelle are about to leave the house. Yep. So he tries to play it off like he stayed up late and that's why he's not up. But I don't fucking buy that no, for a second. Not at all. And he even says while still laying in bed, it's just so gross. Just watching this man like half asleep laying in bed is just icky. But he says, quote, hey, Michelle, don't worry about anything. It'll all be here when you get back. <laughs> okay, it's a first of all. very specific
1: choice of words. First
0: of all, he should be saying that to like the older girls. <laughs> right but it's like second like what a fucking douche canoe uh (laughs) don't worry uh the mess the shitty diapers my ugly fucking face all of it will still be here when you get back I fucking Uh, hate him I really hate him
1: (laughs) oh man
0: (laughs) I do I hate him Uh. so they arrive at the school and they should feel right at home because there's a banner welcoming them uh, no signs of making the school marquee, but no. um, so that's gotta be a little bit disappointing. But it's gotta be a dig. <laughs> dig, murp, digging, mm, there murp, you go. Murp, murp. but you know, they we know they love a banner. So at least they made the banner even if they're not on the marquee. Mm-hmm. So as they're walking in, there's a voiceover of Michelle saying, quote, I am not anti public school.
1: That usually screams I'm the anti-public school. You have to
0: start off by saying that, yeah.
1: I don't mean to sound super racist. What you're about to say is going to be super racist.
0: I'm not trying to be a bitch, major fucking bitch. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I am not anti-public school because I know there is a place and a need for public school. And there's a lot of great teachers and people involved in the public school system that are doing a wonderful job. <laughs> so that's what she claims. Of course. So now they're in the assembly and it starts off with this whole school doing the Cupid Shuffle.
1: Um, the horror <laughs> is what you mean.
0: That's, that is what I mean. And my, oh, my, are those Duggar kids on comfy?
1: <laughs> oh, they are so not having it. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, it's just like really giant clenching, uncomfortable smiles mm-hmm. because they don't know what else to do. Yep. That's the best way I could describe it. They're just like, and they're even doing that like, kind of like the eye thing where they like look up and they're like clenching mm-hmm. their smiles. Yep. They're uncomfortable you, to say the least.
1: They look like most of the population when people sing happy birthday to them.
0: Yeah. That's a good way to describe it, for yep. sure. So, in a talking head, they say to Michelle that they were dancing and you guys don't dance. Tell me what you saw when they started <laughs> dancing. And she says she figured it was their exercise program.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And she herself uses different techniques to calm her kids down to be ready to learn and listen. You know, I just figured it was a part of their exercise program.
1: Well she was saying it was uh meant it was meant to calm them down. And I can say for a fact, especially with a bunch of kids, you're trying to wake them up <laughs> to get them ready to like participate in some semblance of group thing. You know, And what I remember I mean? when they're walking
0: like, in the lady was like, You're just here you're in time for rise and shine So which is kinda like mm, the wake up, like yeah. Yeah. So, Michelle introduces themselves, and it's the older girls. So, it's Jana, Jill, Jess, Ginger, and then Josiah. We just got a random the, Josiah. The crunchy
1: hair crew and Josiah. And Josiah. <laughs> who is decidedly not a morning person.
0: <laughs> Very. He's always struggling.
1: And there's a point before this where it's still, like, pitch black. Lego is still asleep, and he's there in the kitchen, and he's just like i'm um, not a party person every
0: single episode that they wake up <laughs> like even with the dentist one the last episode yep. he was just like we're not nor- morning people like josiah is <laughs> always fucking struggling el salvador the dentist this yeah. thing
1: yeah and he's around a bunch of kids that are dancing he's the one that said dancing i don't get it because there's not much to it you know
0: that was the rock the music that was the music that he said he did not yeah it's all the same though you know so they don't really, so uh, so she's introducing all of them, the girls plus Josiah, and the girls end up playing a song on their violins. They don't really show too much of Michelle's speech other than saying that writing is a way to share encouragement with others. Mm-hmm.
1: And I will tell you, as a former musician myself, one of them girls is not tuned correctly.
0: <laughs> Which one?
1: I don't know. I can't tell. But there's one of those one of the two mid violins that is not good.
0: Good to know. So Jessa says it's different than homeschool, which is a very astute observation. Thank you, Jessa. (laughs) Uh, But that it's interesting and she's never been to a public school before. Then they break up into smaller groups to read books to students and, like, answer questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Jana and Jill are with the older kids, the fifth graders, so it's more about talking about writing and answering questions than it is, like, reading them books. Mm-hmm. One boy asks Jill what her favorite book is, and Jill says, quote, My favorite book? Hmm. Well, probably a lot of you boys wouldn't <laughs> like it, but, um... Before You Meet Prince Charming by Sarah Malley is a wonderful book for girls. I don't think the boys would really enjoy it. Probably Good one. boys would like more something like The Reverend Spy or something like that. That was really cool. So, a couple things here. Oh, God. Jill's dweebiness is hanging out oh, yeah. bad here on, on full, full display. display. Mm-hmm. Full display. Um, and to the rest of the, <laughs> um, the rest of that title of that book it so, you know, uh, about the Prince Charming book is A Guide to Radiant Purity.
2: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> so, it's funny to me because I bet the girls in the room probably think it's some, like, fairy tale, like, Oh, yeah. And then really, it's about, like, not being a big old slut. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, what do you think the girls think that is, like before you find prince char you know oh, then it's right. like how do- <laughs> a guy to radiant purity <laughs> it's not what i think they're thinking um also go figure even the reverend spy is kind of like a pr- christian publication it's based off of, of something course. true like story of a guy in like the war and whatever but mm-hmm. go figure so, similar to what they did at the Christian Film Festival episode with the greatest movies, TLC now does the same for books. Mm-hmm. On the screen, it says Reading List as the heading. And then under Public Schools, it says To Kill a Mockingbird,
2: Catcher in, in the, the Rye, Rye,
0: A Tale of Two Cities, like so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And under the Duggar Favorites, it just lists the two mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs>
1: When she was like, Oh, you guys might like this one. Well, the ladies I thought she was gonna say the Bible. I legit thought she was gonna be like,
0: <laughs> I really like the Bible. You know what's a really great book? King the, James.
1: The good one.
0: <laughs> Cause they're all about the King King James version, so that oh, would have okay. been
1: like I'm not a big LeBron fan, oh, so got it, got I wouldn't it, be it. about the King James.
0: So Michelle ends saying I think it's important for young children to learn to read and enjoy reading. Certain things. As long as it's on the approved list. <laughs>
1: yes. Her voice really is built for, like, reading to, like, really little kids, though.
0: Yeah, they showed, like, I, I mean, it wasn't worth, like, totally noting, but, like, she and whoever was with her, they were, like, reading to, like, the little, little kids, and mm. she's, like, fucking breastfeeding, like, or she's got, like, the boppy, like, I don't yeah. know if the kid's actually eating or not, but she's covered, mm. and they got the boppy, and she's, like, reading, and it's, like, yep. hi, I'm Michelle. <laughs> so that is kind of it for the episode.
1: Do you think they expected more, like, sacrifices going on at a public school?
0: I think they expected, like, crime to be happening right in front of them (laughs) and morality all around.
1: Right. Is that teacher shooting up? Because this is a public school. I I
0: think that they were shocked at the the lack of crime.
1: (laughs) Well, let's be real. It was a public school, but it wasn't an inner city public school, so...
0: Yeah, whatever. This uh, was they they said the name of it. I can't remember it now, but um, yeah, I don't think they would have been okay with hitting mm. up a a city school. They yeah. were, they need some rural, um, some rural uh schools.
1: Rural jur.
0: The rurger. The rur-ger. That's a Thirty Rock reference, if anybody knows that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think they'd be comfortable in a big city school. That's just far of too course. dangerous. Yeah. Are you got anything else?
1: Um, going back to my second point about uh, negative comments being louder.
0: Oh, you remembered it.
1: I did. One of the funniest things I've ever seen was a sign from like a sandwich shop somewhere. And they had a sign pointing into their shop and it said, come eat the worst meatball sub, according to one person on Yelp.
0: That's pretty much how it is.
1: Like that's how it feels. We should
0: have a big sign pointing to us all the time that's like, Come listen to the worst audio for six episodes for, you've yeah. ever heard.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's it's that it's that idea that like they have lots of good comments, they know their product is good, but one person said it was the worst that they've ever had. Yeah. We have that at work a lot. We have a lot of, like, really over It's like, if you... I would have much more respect if you were like, honestly, I just didn't really like it. Can I get something else? But it's the worst they've ever had. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we could have that. We could have an A-frame on the sidewalk of our house and be like, come listen to six episodes of shitty audio. (laughs) All right. Uh, Take a break and we'll be back for the deep dive. See. So, the first thing I wanted to cover is how the Duggars got into homeschooling, their thoughts on public school in more detail, and the differences in how it's presented on the show versus their books. So, it's kind of funny how watching the show now, I realize why I initially didn't like, I kind of only initially watched as cringe watching, as I say.
1: Okay. The spectacle. And, like,
0: yeah, and like the the total like alarm bells weren't going off quite yet, right? Correct. I mean, number one, of course, it's because I was younger then. <laughs> and like yeah. as you get older, you just notice in different and things. See different yeah. things, like that's just kind of part of it. But I can also see now how the filtered, like how filtered it was in the show, and sometimes knowing so much now i've forgotten that all these additional things that i do know i learned from outside of the show okay so when you take the show like at face value with just this filtered version and without that additional things that you know and like putting all of those aside mm-hmm. it all kind of just like sometimes i'm just kind of like okay kind of makes sense why i didn't initially have like the same obviously these things hadn't happened yet either especially like all the Mm -hmm. joshings particularly but just Mm -hmm. the general idea
2: yeah
0: um it's just like especially back during this initial release it was just like like their presentation in in this episode for example is very just we want to be a close family Mm -hmm. and you know we just do this computer curriculum and blah, blah blah type vibe so I feel like it was really easy for people to just kind of easily chalk it up to. Like, here's this giant fucking family who homeschools, whatever. Right. <laughs> you know? It was easy to just kind of be like, yeah, well, you kind of, the way I kind of always put it, well, it's kind of weird, but you do you was kind of my attitude before.
1: Yeah. Well, you can also see way more comparatively to the kind of the first chunk of episodes we watched. They're leaning a little bit, a little bit, away from Christian. Yeah. And you see it in the intro. In the intro, when they first start, they're like, we don't have a very typical family. And then it's Jim Bob going, we have very conservative values. And then it's them in like a prayer circle. And then in this version of the intro, it's, I believe, Jana going, we don't have a very typical family. And then they kind of move on. (laughs) Yeah. They still have the thing of them praying, like the video of them praying, but it moves on very quickly to what's next. So yeah. you're right. They reframe a lot of things exactly. as it goes.
0: TLC definitely made a choice of how. Because, like, you know, Jim, Bob, and Michelle like to say, we made it. We were adamant that, like, they don't, like, take our faith out of it. But right. TLC still decided on how much they were like we're going to show this part that makes you just intrigued enough to keep watching Mm -hmm. because it's different enough to keep watching that you have a lot of kids in your homeschool but not enough to be like we're going to give you the details of their actual beliefs because then you'll be repulsed yeah you know
1: and i feel like the vast majority of people that were watching were watching for the spectacle like you were oh
0: absolutely yeah
1: you know and the, the amount of people that wanted to watch them because they were christian was pretty smaller than that yeah you know
0: So, specifically, going back to the schooling, there's zero mention in this episode of the IBLP portion of their homeschooling. Correct. So, just wanted to point that out before we get started. So, this is coming from, like, their books. Mm -hmm. So, they say that back in 1989, before Josh had even turned one, they had first heard about homeschooling at a seminar, which, if timeline-wise, if things lined up, I believe this to be that financial freedom seminar that they first, that Jim Bob first was Um, exposed to okay um this is when they first heard about training up children which we now hear them say Mm -hmm. quite often yeah so soon after they began meeting with some homeschool families kind of like they mentioned in the episode and they were impressed by their closeness and that's when they decided that homeschooling was going to be the thing for them like that's what they were going to do mm-hmm So right there is basically this filtered version that we see in the show, kind of mimicked in the book. Mm -hmm. But also in their books, they talk of wanting to shield their kids from peer pressure and the influences, influences of drugs, alcohol, and immorality.
1: There it is.
0: Yes. Apparently, Lego says that in hindsight, he sees that kids were more influenced by their peers than their teachers, even though he even went to a Christian school. And quote. We want our children to be surrounded by positive peer pressure from godly Christian influences during their more, most formative years.
1: It's a it, lot easier to assume that anything non-Christian is, is bad peer pressure.
0: Well, do you think it's funny? Like, I find it funny that they still use the phrase peer pressure. Mm -hmm. They didn't just say, like, positive influence. They still, they said peer pressure. So, it's like they're not opposed to peer pressure as long as it's godly peer pressure. Correct. Like, I feel like like you should be anti-peer pressure, period, maybe. Of course. But instead, it's like, well, no, it's fine as long as it's, like, godly. It's
1: pious peer pressure.
0: Yeah. I just think that was funny that they still use that phrase.
1: (laughs) Mm-hmm. Pious peer pressure.
0: Very odd. And here is where they finally just come out and say it. Mm. They don't want their kids being, quote, indoctrinated in atheism, socialism, evolution, and other worldly philosophies and behaviors eight hours a day, which is happening in many schools.
1: Mm. They said the the quiet part loud. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So... Instead, they use what they refer to as Christ-centered education.
1: Oh. The CCE?
0: Yeah. So, it's a bit of a difference from how it was presented in the episode, right? (laughs) Which was much more of a, this is just... What's right for us. Public schools are doing a great job. Because remember she had that whole thing about public schools and Close-knit teachers. Close-knit families. Pub- but she said that public schools are yeah. doing a great job and there's mm-hmm. teachers. So that's how that was in the episode. But here in this book, it's just like, well, they're being indoctrinated eight hours a day.
1: Yeah. So you the vibe in- is a little different. I mean, you know, B stood for ball in their workbooks.
0: B. No, not just ball. B. B- mm-hmm. Ball.
1: Yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to see a, uh, um, like a non. Homeschooling workbook and what they would stand for to be all these things that were like really bad.
0: Yeah. What would the B be for?
1: That's what I'm trying to think, and I couldn't think of one. <laughs> I was like, "Damn it! I need to explain myself." Maybe that should be something that we ask. What would your What would your like letter pages and then the associated word Ages and picture for, be?
0: Huh, huh. Heroin. <laughs> cocaine <laughs> Sex. Sex. <laughs> so a huge part of this Christ-centered education that they speak of is ATI. But before we get into all that, first I want to go back a little bit and do some rehashing of IBLP's history. Okay. So if you remember in episode 11... We covered how Bill Gothard first called his ministry Campus Teams in 1961. Correct. Before rena- renaming it Institute and in Basic Youth Conflicts in
1: 1974.
0: Mm-hmm. So over the course of time, he added on more ministries, including the homeschooling program in
2: 1984.
0: Mm-hmm. So jumping ahead just a sp- split second, then five years later is because of all these additional ministries so to Mm -hmm. speak in 1989 is when he calls it institute basic life principles okay so 1984 he adds on this homeschooling program but i thought it'd be interesting to go back for a second and see what bill gothard said in his teachings about education prior to creating his own program okay so in Men's Manual, Manual, Volume 1, he says that education is primarily the responsibility of the father, not the government, and that, ready for this, quote, no facts of life should be taught apart from their relationship to God and to his moral standards. The teachers the father hires must reinforce the godly instruction that he gives There's no such thing as a neutral education. Either it is godly or godless.
1: Wow. Pick your teams.
0: (laughs) Are you for godly education or godless? Which is it? (laughs) Choose. (laughs) The next part we touched on in a previous deep dive, but under a section about being alert to the spiritual dangers...
1: Dun, dun, dun. it
0: asks if you are supervising the education of your children if you know the beliefs of your children's teachers and if you've interviewed the teachers i remember that because i remember saying it's like did jim bob sit down and like interview Jana and jill <laughs> so i remember that i remember talking about it
1: all right computer i need to talk to you the computers jill- are the ones that
0: so okay so that part was from the men's manual right
1: how do you feel about Mildred's teachers? Me? Have you interviewed them?
0: Me myself. Do you know
1: Yes, do you It's your child.
0: I'm pretty sure that her teachers are amazing. Full of morals and love.
1: Spoiler alert, who's her teachers? Me.
0: <laughs> so, then in the advanced seminar, he like textbook he Mm -hmm. poses the question of when can a person say that they are educated? Is it when they've completed a prescribed course study at school? Read a certain number of books? Passed a standardized test? (laughs) Or is it when they got a college degree? So he's like posing this big question, right?
1: I'm just asking questions.
0: Our favorite. Then he follows that up with, quote, the tragedy... Is that a person can have all those things and be totally unprepared for the basic responsibilities he will face in life? Do you notice that he says he in that? Oh, of course. And that not they.
1: He can have women, women. teaching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, or learning and because it's like it's it's more about like learning than teaching. It's like the person can have all these things and be totally unprepared.
1: When he said he
0: will face in life. Yep. So the woman doesn't have to face anything because the husband yeah. faces it, and then he just tells her what to do.
1: I feel like a lot of older people that always assume that these things are male are also the ones that are like, "Well, that's a term for all humans." You know what I mean? It's like just use they because yeah. they is everyone. And when you said, "What are the what like? What's the criteria?" and it was like, "They have they read a certain number of books." You know what went through my head? fucking book, book it. it you got a fucking pizza. little
0: pizza pizza oh my god so it was like the puffy stickers that went on your button Yep, they're puffy do you remember mm-hmm. them being puffy they're little yeah. stars and they're puffy Yep. and then you got a little pizza and there's the only time i got anything of my own and oh
1: and that little pizza you you savored the sweet Sweet flavor of like you accomplishment. Every book in yeah, that pizza. Yeah, I can taste every page.
0: God, book it was a fucking like. Oh, I see. Back in the day when there was Pizza Huts. I mean, I know that there's Pizza Huts, but like they were different back then. Mm-hmm. Like now they're in strip malls. Before they were like the hut building. It's different. You can't tell me it's not different.
1: Dine-in Pizza Hut was And a vibe. I
0: remember my mom taking me, because we never had it. Like, we were mm-hmm. poor. We didn't have any of that shit. But I remember when she took me for my fucking book at pizza, I was like, I <laughs> have arrived. <laughs> like, I felt like a fucking queen that day. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Damn. And for us, we got Pizza Hut because of coupons. And I have very vivid memories as a kid when my mom would bring the coupons in. Looking through the coupons and being like, "What are we going to get at some point in the next month?" Because I knew that that was how we were going to get those things, you know.
0: Damn, book it was good.
1: Book it was the gym. I
0: would, you know what? Give me a, give me a fucking pizza today. I'll read ten books for pizza. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I've read a lot of IBLP books. Give me a pizza. That's
1: true. You've earned one personal pan pizza.
0: Several. Okay, where am I? okay so he goes on with other crap but the other thing that i found worth noting is when he says quote god established the home not the school as the primary learning center and the school and church must be recognized as extensions of it so in these early texts that are from the 70s -hmm. we can already pretty clearly see his stance on education of course even without outright saying like you should only homeschool your kids <laughs> you right know? right he he's saying how he feels but it's because at that time he didn't really have a solution and he wasn't going to point them elsewhere so it was just like let me say these vague things correct but plausible kind of deniability nothing, kind of nothing more right yeah so it's in one of his life purpose booklets that he recounts how after starting his seminars and hearing from countless families about accepting God's blessings of children. So giant fucking families are just being like, oh, <laughs> of my course. God, you know, talking to him. He said God appealed to him through um, the meaning of his name, because apparently <laughs> oh, William means protector. <laughs> oh, so then God appealed to him and spoke to him through scripture, which is what um, he refers to as Ramos so in this Rama, God said to uh, then Bill Gothard says quote this Rama gave me further boldness in pursuing a program that would allow parents to train their sons and daughters at home the grief I experienced in youth work over the years was seeing so many capable Christian young people wash out spiritually in high school and college oof so, you know, he heard from God to do this. Probably has nothing to do with this. Just one more thing to add on to his program. One more thing that could make money. Mm-hmm. One more thing that would give him power. You yeah. know, nothing to do with any of that.
1: It's also real, real suspect that you're like, well, God told me that I have all the answers. Let me put these into a pamphlet for you. Like, Because as a
0: protector, me, William, the protector, <laughs> I'm supposed to create this.
1: See, we were watching i think it was next food network star and there was a, a uh <laughs> you know exactly where i'm going See, yeah i know where so going. i'll let you say it because um so when they were kind of describing now mind you this was a competition show for somebody to host a show on food network so it was
0: all about what's your story what's your angle what's your thing
1: and it's where in the OG, it's the one where Guy Fieri came and, like, blew everybody out of the water with his personality and his ability to, like, kind of run a TV show and blah, blah, blah. So um, there was a woman that was on there that was of Asian descent, and when she was describing herself, they are like, we need you to be more personal. You need to talk more about yourself so every, every damn episode, every
0: episode, she
1: would say,
0: See, I'm Korean.
1: Oh, yeah. She would insert that with everything. <laughs> See, I'm Korean.
0: See, and then they'd be talking about something random. She'd be like, See, I'm Korean. And they're like, That was her idea of like inserting her story or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So Tim and I say that all the time now. Anytime something's <laughs> kind of like obvious or you're like throwing something, we'll go, See, See
1: I'm Korean. I'm Korean. <laughs> so that's what this reminds me of. See, God told me this. Like, like that's how this feels. All yeah. of this,
0: and that rhema, you know.
1: Imagine how egotistical you have to be to be like people give a shit for me to put my thoughts into a pamphlet for them to follow. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, that's well, that's kind of the epitome of cults, you know. All right. So, as mentioned earlier, um, it's in 1984 that he establishes the Advanced Training Institute and that first year kind of like the pilot year of the program Mm. 102 families participated so in the future we will discuss the curriculum but today i want to focus on what it entails to enroll in the program okay so a 1987 version of the ati application that i saw was only seven pages long with one page being the application itself the other pages kind of being like description of the program and things like that, um, and the application had eleven questions. But what I'm going to dive into today is another version of it that I found. That's it's it's undated, so I'm not sure where the other one was. Clearly, 1987. Mm-hmm. So it's undated, but it's a little bit newer looking, and it matches the looks and templates of a lot of other materials I've used. Okay. I will say it looks kind of 90s, but that kind of doesn't mean shit in IBLP <laughs> because they're so fucking far behind. It's the and, land like, that time forgot. Th- yeah. So it's like there's pictures of people now. I'm like, that's 90s. But I'm like, it could be 2004 <laughs> because they're behind. So they're wearing like, bonnets
1: knows? and yeah. Little House in the Prairie dresses.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. So it's hard for me to tell you when this application is from, but I'm basing it off of one that's just clearly newer than 1987.
1: The so, math is like. Jill brought a half bushel of apples from the next door neighbor, and you're like, Yeah, that could have been Jill here in 2008. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Yep. So it's called the Advanced Training Institute International Information and Application Booklet. The subheading, <laughs> the subheading of it is Giving the World a New Approach to Life.
1: Ooh, zing. It's exciting.
0: So this one, so as opposed to that 11-page one from 1987, okay. this one is 23 pages long.
1: Ooh, man, they have stretched it out <laughs> by yes. 12.
0: So the last three being the application itself. And so there's just a lot more detailed information in those previous pages. Like, Of course. So it starts off by explaining that this new approach to education is focusing on establishing a godly set of precipitions rather than simply imparting information. Mm. So it's, you know, it's already...
1: They're saying they're showing their work. Yes. Mm.
0: So he says that man's precipitions are philosophy, tradition, and natural inclinations that lead to mental strongholds. Kind of like that rock music hat on you, remember? The mental strongholds of rock music. Damn. Um, whereas God's precipitions are universal, non-optional principles of God that and God's word that lead to wisdom as opposed to those strongholds. Okay. So, you know, you're always looking for wisdom. Well, yeah. So now I'm going to jump to the application itself. Because I, I think that the application, like, <laughs> it really highlights <laughs> highlights how this is. Not only different from just regular homeschooling curriculum, but even just different from, like, a more, like, quote, regular (laughs) Christian curriculum, for lack of a better word, you know? Okay.
1: So this is what takes it into the next, like, extreme Yeah, this is
0: how it's actually deep in the sauce, like, culty shit. And I feel like the application is, like, tells you. Okay. So the application itself consists of 22 questions. And for the three pages of the booklet prior to the application, it kind of breaks down each of the questions in more detail, kind okay. of telling you what, what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So when I'm going through them by number now, I'm kind of combining the actual question with those um, details. Okay. So number one, um, you're supposed to list anyone living in your home along with their birthdays. And they emphasize that anyone three or older is to be enrolled.
1: Which is funny because
0: it. school doesn't really start till like you're five. But they're mm-hmm. like, you have to enroll your fucking three You got to get year. them early. Yep. More money, more indoctrination, as mm-hmm. they say. Um, and so the way that it's kind of set up is that you list everybody's name, birth date, and then there's these columns. And then you that there's like a column that says enrolled, and then you check that column. Okay. There's also a column where you would check off if the child has been adopted.
1: Which we don't know how we feel about that.
0: Well, that's because, quote, because families with adopted children face unique pressure... Oh, my God. ...it is important for the staff to be aware of this factor when working with your family.
1: Oh, my God. So so should they get, like... Uh, their judgy look on their face like early. Yeah. They're like, they just yeah. need to
0: know what kind of face they need to have. Yeah. Um. Additionally, any ATI family considering adoption is asked to consult with ATI staff. So, you know, you're about to be grilled about the sins of the parent, the forefathers mm-hmm. and like all of that. Cause but, it's
1: also also totally their business.
0: Yeah. So your homeschool program needs to know. If you're considering adoption, mm-hmm. you need to consult with them first. Yeah. Not at all a red flag. Yeah. Just, you know, normal shit. hmm Totally normal.
1: I mean, I tell our mortgage company that, you know, whether we're Coke or Pepsi people, yeah. you know, because it's Same thing. still viable information, they should probably know. Yeah. Yeah. Coke, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Number two, um, that question asks if anyone outside of your family is living in your home. That's because it is not allowed.
1: <laughs> oh my! So no, uh, cousin Cody from Step by Step no, living co- in a van in the backyard. Co- the
0: code Man would not be allowed. <laughs> the Code Man. <laughs> His
1: van. Oh, yep. You just unlocked so many core memories of Step by
0: Step, step was, by Step by Day by Day by Day. Fresh start <laughs> over
1: i loved step by step to make it better
0: second time around bam, and the roller coaster oh i felt it
1: the code man
0: the code man would not be allowed
1: (laughs) the the code man would not be allowed sorry cody
0: so um he wouldn't be allowed because quote Because of the revolutionary design of the ATI program, extra pressures result in the family when unrelated individuals are in the home. Thus, it is necessary to have a firm policy requesting that others not live in the home of an ATI family. Wow. Number one. When your homeschool program is dictating who can live in your fucking house...
1: Mm maybe Big, it's not just giant a giant
0: red fucking flag. <laughs> like isn't that is it not the biggest red flag right there?
1: Oh yeah. Overstepping bounds all over the place.
0: No, we're on number 2 and they're saying who can live in your house. Oh my god. Um and like I don't know Tim, do you get the vibe that it's to avoid people telling you that the shit is crazy?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> It's 100%.
0: It's like, we can't have that. No. Get them out of your house. Yep. Nobody can question this. Get them the fuck out. Mm Mm-hmm. They can't can't chance that.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Insanity. So number three, um, it asks if any of your children are showing resistance to enrolling... But of course, you know, they include stories in this description about how, you know, there were some kids that were initially resistant to enrolling, but now they're just so grateful oh, that their yeah. parents put them in ATI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Um. So then, because of this, anyone over 12 is instructed to write a letter to the admission staff explaining how they feel about joining ATI. Oh. Which I take as like, they're trying to see what they're working up against. Mm-hmm. Who do they have to work harder to like break down? Yep. You know, Yep. Like who are we gonna have to put? You know, oh, they're, they're okay. They're gonna slide. They're, this point we're gonna have to work on.
1: Yeah. Well, Sally over there tapped her foot a couple times to a song when she was younger. She so. hummed.
0: I heard her. Yeah, I heard her.
1: Yep, I heard her.
0: <laughs> she was on the one and three. Which one is the loud one? Is it the one and the three or the two? And one the four?
1: and one and three is allowed because oh. a lot of classical. She was on music a two and a four. She was on two and four. She was listening to that ska yeah um i think about the coke pepsi thing because that's how ridiculous to us a lot of these things are but it just shows how in like the mentality is because there's no questioning of it like it'd be like you need to replace all of your crunchy peanut butter with smooth
0: and they would do it tomorrow
1: yeah and to us we'd be like what and then you'd go out there and our neighbors would have like three full unopened jars of crunchy peanut butter in their trash.
0: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So number four asks your marital status. (laughs) And if you were to select separated or divorced, you have to provide a history of your situation and then like where you guys are at currently. Mm -hmm. And if you've read his rebuilders guide, as well as disclose if either party is still hi- harboring any bitterness, <laughs> along with written approval from the other birth parent to use ATI curriculum.
1: It's also just crazy to me that this is for homeschooling.
0: Well, I can I hope to God that if there is some divorced parents that the other parent, when they're saying you need to have written approval, I'm hoping to God that other parent is like, fuck no. You can fuck right off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's God, all I'm hoping for. This is
1: homeschooling. I
0: know. It's insane. Well, We're let's be let's
1: be real. This is under the guise of homeschooling. We're like, on number
0: four of twenty two. Okay, oh, just keep God. that in mind. Um, <laughs> it does say that single parents they're they are still allowed to apply, but you do have to disclose how you will organize your schedule and who will be assisting you.
1: Oh my goodness. Ready for number five? Ugh, am I?
0: Question number five. Um, It asks if you are Mm -hmm. committed to the permanency Mm -hmm. of your marriage. That's because if you divorce while enrolled, you're going to be kicked out. (laughs) Because, quote, it destroys the entire foundation for using ATI. Oh, yeah. Bit dramatic. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Another gigantic, like, blinking red flag. Mm Mm-hmm. I just keep thinking of how, like, my sister uses Primavera online, like, homeschooling for my niece. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to imagine if, like, her homeschooling was, like, if you get divorced, you're kicked out. Or do you have other people living in your house? Like, you know what I mean? Can you imagine? Like, that would sound preposterous.
1: Of course. If
0: if you think of Primavera asking my sister this, right? It would, like, people, you would think that's just not even imaginable. Mm -hmm. But here it is happening. And I know that we're going, oh, this is secular versus religion but it's still the same thing it's your fucking education at home like it's yeah insanity
1: yeah that was number five
0: mm-hmm.
1: ladies and gentlemen
0: question is, number five this is
1: question number five
0: so number six asks if both parents are born again believers and it asks oh them God. to explain the basis of their salvation um, they do say that, of course, you know, HEI is not a denomination,
1: of course,
0: but you know, they pr- they pr- it's a program that is based on p- uh, Bible principles, so they need <laughs> you to explain your salvation to them,
1: of course. A little denomination in my life.
0: Number seven asks if the parents um, what seminars they have attended, how many times, and what dates.
1: How much money have you paid our programs?
0: Well, the reason they ask this, though, is because, go figure, the basic and advanced seminars are mandatory prerequisites to enroll anybody into ATI.
1: Oh, go figure.
0: Color me surprised.
1: Let me get that out of my crayon box.
0: Number eight asks, whose idea it was to homeschool, the father, mother, or both?
1: Well, we don't listen to the mother, so we hope it was the father.
0: We hope it was the father, yeah. (laughs) If the, do you think if they check off mother they're like
1: mm. denied, yeah, <laughs> better not be somebody from outside of the household or either. You you watch your ass, Cody. <laughs> yeah. code man, code man.
0: <laughs> do, do you think there's another box where they're like father, mother, mm, where they're they draw in a box that says code man?
1: <laughs> it says stranger living in your backyard in a van.
0: Number nine asks if the family prays and reads the Bible together on a regular basis. And, of course, in the description of this, uh, he he can't miss the opportunity to plug his wisdom searches as a way to bring the family together, you know, more closely to to themselves and to the Lord.
1: It's all about marketing.
0: He is marketing himself left and fucking right. Mm Mm-hmm. If there's one thing Bill Gothard was, was a fucking self-marketer. <laughs> Number 10 asks if each parent has daily alone time with the Lord. So, basically, are you Betheling?
2: <laughs>
0: Is what the... Yep. But, I mean, you know, in that whole thing we read, it was like a Bethel was a, uh, like an emphasis for the man. I don't mm-hmm. r- recall any emphasis on Betheling for the woman.
1: They're not important. Yeah, so... Yeah.
0: It's almost like this was a trick question. Well, she doesn't matter. If you're like, yeah, we both are like, well, we don't care about her. That was the trick. Gotcha. Number 11 asks, how has God directed you to ATI? Okay. It says to explain how you know it's God will for you. And he says to use an additional piece of paper if you have to.
1: <laughs>
0: so this has got to be a long Coming one. Come
1: down essay question. <laughs>
0: I mean, if that doesn't tell you what he's looking for, he's looking for some, like, sappy-ass, like, long essay. (laughs) Number 12 asks if you have researched your state's homeschool laws. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't think a lot of these people care about that that much. I don't think that's a major concern. Do you? Exactly. No. Do you think that they care that much? No. Uh, Number 13 uh, Asked what your philosophy of education is. I just kind of skipped over. It's not that interesting. Okay. Number fourteen, he asks you to describe what you accept as your biblical responsibility in training your children, and how you're currently fulfilling those responsibilities. Oh. So he's trying to get the vibe of if you're into the gender roles and like.
1: Right and maybe he's just trying to see some follow through you know you let him know you know oh, what your yeah. role is and yeah. and then you let him know how you're getting that role done you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah mm. number 15 he asks how he asks you to select any of the following damaging influences in your home rock music oh you got one yes so the things that he lists are alcohol tobacco Video and or computer games.
1: Ugh, the worst.
0: But with that, you have to put how many hours per week if you do select it.
1: Mm, okay, so we're on a scale here. Yeah. Okay.
0: Then he says any music with a rock beat, whether it be heavy or mild.
1: Hold on. This sounds like rock and or roll.
0: And sensual reading or viewing material.
1: Oh, my.
0: Lastly, the occult or new age materials.
1: (laughs) Nothing (laughs) post-1967.
0: According to Bill, any of those in your home, um, they're destructive influences that indicate a lack of commitment to the success of your family. So Tim, you need to go throw away our Foo Fighters records (laughs) that we have.
1: Um,
0: I mean all the things we You just gotta go throw it all away Because you clearly do not have a commitment To the success of our family
1: Our house is full of not being committed To the success of our family
0: Oh yeah I've got a drink right here in front of me I've got the Mm. alcohol Mm. I think you've got a vape over there somewhere (laughs) We are failing Mess Oh gee we wouldn't be allowed an ATI What a (laughs) bummer
1: And you know what I like crunchy peanut butter (laughs) girl <laughs> i'll show him
0: so number 16 asks if you have television in the home and if you select that you do you need to disclose how many hours per week and that includes videos mm. bill says that it is well documented that creativity is hindered in direct proportion to the amount of tv that you watch
1: oh okay
0: um, and he says that that includes things that directly contradict the training goals.
1: Surprise, surprise!
0: That you know you're setting. Yeah. So he strongly recommends no television in the home. But if you do, it should be limited to five hours per week, which okay. is including videos, okay, not just broadcast television. <laughs>
1: so I can only watch five hours of designing women, but after that, I got nothing left.
0: Damn. <laughs> Number 17, that is so of the era. Like, I feel like if there's anything like Designing Women. You're I'm, Designing I'm, Women? God, yeah. yeah. I sure do. Suzanne Sugarbaker. <laughs> Number 17 asks if anyone in your family has been arrested. And that is also to include multiple traffic violations. Damn. And also indicate any current legal issues. So the Duggars would definitely need a separate sheet of paper for that one. That's (laughs) That's for sure. I was (laughs) going to
1: make another dumb, sarcastic joke, but that's even better. What were you going to (laughs) say? No, I was going to be like, well, you know, dad's a serial speeder, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's funny. So number one, they would definitely need that second sheet of paper. But again, (laughs) thinking of my sister with Primavera, can you imagine if Brie... Had to be like, to like have Elsa in school. She was like, by the way, six years ago, I ran one of those red light cams. I went, I was going 30 into 20. Like, yeah. can you imagine? Mm,
1: uh,
0: it's fucking insanity. Does
1: she even care about her family's success?
0: Not at all. That rock music <laughs> that's happening. They have a bar. Not only do they have they have a bar in their home. Oh my God. They don't give a shit about the success of that family.
1: Their kids should just live on the street.
0: Practically are, clearly. (laughs) So number 18 asks how many hours per day the father works.
1: Oh, God. This is a bad question for me.
0: (laughs) You'd fail. They'd be like, you guys are not. Yeah. So then it's a blessing in disguise.
1: (laughs) That I work my Um, life away.
0: You're also just... supposed to disclose any work travel or other commitments that are outside the home such as church or support groups
1: can i ask a question yeah these are things that are supposed to be submitted by writing right correct like as you're signing up for it do you feel like whatever i would be filling out when it was asking how much i work like i would be writing and like whatever paper it was on would just start on fire (laughs) pretty much okay
0: I I I think the hours you would write in, they wouldn't have. You'd have to get a separate piece of paper.
1: I would. They need it for the essay, and I they, would need it for the amount would of think hours that I that's work every like day. They
0: they would think that's like a simple, just like write it in right here, and you'd have a separate piece of paper for number eighteen. And they're like, why? <laughs> and you're like, well, here's blah, blah,
1: blah. here's my work schedule. Yeah.
0: But it's because, you know, he's got to be around to lead you because the woman can't be left completely to her own devices with these children.
1: Yeah, you can't be making your own decisions.
0: I mean, like, she's supposed to teach the children, but, like, she can't be alone all the time.
1: That's true. Crunchy peanut butter, rock music, our house would be disheveled.
0: Yep. Number 19 asks if the mother is employed outside of the home. He says that the mother's role is vital to the program and that, quote, outside employment would make it impossible for her to accomplish this function.
1: Impossible.
0: So, if she has a home industry or they have like a family business type situation, um, she is to show her plan on how she will organize her schedule in order to teach.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So, you got to come with those fucking receipts and timelines and, you know.
1: I want detailed itineraries. Yep. Mm hmm.
0: Number 20, um, it's boring, but it just asks if you've done any of the other programs like Freedom Financial, Mm. Seminar, the Men's Manuals, things like that. Number 21, it asks if both sets of grandparents encourage your enrollment to ATI. Quote, grandparents are an important influence in the lives of their grandchildren and their blessings and involvement should be sought. Please share any concerns they might raise. Hmm. So I don't buy any of that except for the last sentence. Yeah. I feel like they're trying to make it sound flowery and about support and like, oh, grandparents. Mm -hmm. But I think it really boils down to like, what are they up against and how bad?
1: Are your grandparents (laughs) going to be causing problems? Exactly. Are they going to be
0: resistant to this and how bad is it?
1: Correct. And that slightly reminds me of Grandpa Duggar kind of not being on board with what they're doing. Their million fucking kids. Way early in the day, you know
0: final question number
1: 22 oh man it
0: asks if you um uh, it asks you to give any other information that ati admission staff should be aware of when evaluating evalu- your value um, your application okay so that's kind of it for that but so that might be the end of the questions but that is certainly not the end of the application oh god you need to also include a letter of recommendation from your pastor <laughs> There's also a family evaluation form that's supposed to be filled out by either your pastor or like somebody he assigns within the church, a grandparent, or a representative from your state educational authorities, which is never going to fucking happen. Oh my <laughs> Let's God. Be fucking... can, you, can you fill out this paper? Yeah, yeah, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. Because let me tell you what this paper entails. Can you imagine calling <sighs> someone from like your. Anyways. So. The way this family evaluation (sighs) form works is that there's like this rating system from one through five, one being improvement urgent, (laughs) and five is outstanding.
1: Mm, You're going for those sweet fives.
0: These are the type, I don't list all of the questions, but here's just the vibe of some of the questions, okay? good. Is the home neat and orderly? Is the home properly maintained? Does the family eat meals together? Is there a television in the home? Are the children enthusiastic about ATI? Are any of those damaging influences present in the home? Oh. I. e. rock, rap, alcohol, tobacco, occult or sensual (laughs) material, blah blah blah. So you're supposed to have someone. So you're going to tell me, like, okay, so your pastor might be one thing, and grandparent might be another. But you're going to tell me you're going to have a state education person come into your home and be like, yeah, they ate dinner together.
1: Can you look I'm... and see if I have any rock rap, or uh, drugs in our house?
0: <laughs> they're, like, going through your house, and they're like, what's this book about? Is this a cult? <laughs> so, and the next, next to where the evaluator, like, signs signs off on it in parentheses next to it it says quote, this home is ready for effective training
1: damn right it is <laughs> this home cares about its family success mildred <laughs> i have some bad news
0: she just showed up mildred just walked in and she oh she's eating the cord okay can you Mil- not do that
1: mildred i have some bad news i don't think i'm providing a household that is uh caring about your success
0: we have not only tobacco alcohol rock music um what was what else oh they don't even talk about drugs and we have weed i mean we could have some we have so many things do we have anything occult
1: um video well we have video games i have every
0: oh it just talks about sensual viewing i have every issue of playboy from 1966 Mm we definitely have we have failed
1: technically so if um, we
0: failed iblp we have won actually
1: that's true um if you want to consider comic books a cult, i do have a lot of horror comic books
0: Yeah, yeah i have the book the witching hour there's that oh my god but really i think that's the uh, i think between the alcohol and the 12 issues of playboy i think that i think we're already I done think we're
1: good mildred i'm not dedicated to your success i'm sorry
0: on the hindsight, um our house was built in nineteen sixty six, so when we bought this house I was on this thing about trying to gather periodicals from that year, so that's mm-hmm. why I have every issue of Playboy from nineteen sixty six. Side note.
1: During Christmas I'll buy her I'll try to buy her like life magazines from that year and or just like big historical events yeah. from that time.
0: So um so the evaluator signs off on, you know, this home being ready for effective training. But that's not all. Oh my god. You also need to include a photo of the family. <laughs> and you're supposed to give the date of when it was taken. Okay. As well as individual photos of any child 14 and older. Creepy. Which I think is weird as fuck, right? Yeah. I think that's weird.
1: Millie says, You don't have to worry about that with me. I'm only six,
0: she's seven. There We've had her 6 years, she's probably 7. There it is. So, in this version that I have of the application, um it says that you must include $15 for a processing fee. But I do know that later when the application became a little bit more web-based, it was $25. But of course, just $25 is not going to cut it. The shit ain't free. So if you're accepted, it costs $675 for the first year. And attendance at the annual conference is mandatory that first year. After that, you can pick and choose. But you have to go that first year. Damn. Then after that first year, it says it costs $150 annually for the family enrollment, plus $80 for each child that's receiving wisdom booklets. But I'm a little confused by that because then it says that like for large families, you won't have to pay more than six hundred and thirty dollars total because they're trying to mm-hmm. obviously keep it below that initial six hundred seventy-five. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if that means that they give the rest of like the kids' wisdom booklets for free. If you've if, reached, if, if you've your reached deductible. that six hundred exactly, like mm-hmm. if you've reached that six hundred thirty or if they just kind of like cut you off and then you have to share it. Like I'm not, it's kind of, that part's unclear to me. Like I yeah. don't really understand, but they're like, well, m- most you'll pay 630. Yeah. But do I not get all the materials I right. need? Like, I don't really understand. Yeah. But if you visit atii.org today, it reads quote, for over three decades, the advanced training Institute was a Christian home education program that exhorted families to center their lives and learning around the word of God. From 1984 to 2021, the families who participated were encouraged to make biblical discipleship a fundamental reality in their homes. The earliest I see, um, that was the end of the quote. So the earliest I see this statement reported and kind of talked about online and in media like message boards like all that stuff was about a year ago kind of like april of 2022
1: 2022.
0: okay so i'm sort of unclear on when this statement was actually put up on their website Mm -hmm. and versus like when it was noticed and started being talked about right it all seems to gone have gone down like kind of rather quietly Hmm. so it's a little unclear on this end but you are still able to purchase all of the curriculum materials from their site. Mm-hmm. But the enrollment aspect of it is no more.
1: Interesting. So you don't have to prove what soda company you prefer. Correct. Okay.
0: You don't have to, you know, get that um that pastor letter. You don't have to <laughs> kick everybody out of your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The code man can stay. <laughs> Um, It was just kind of funny because as I, I I kind of sort of going into a deep dive, I kind of in my head start to outline what I think I want to cover or Mm. what I'm going to, what I think is going to kind of happen. So I was like, okay, I'll do Booba Michelle, like joining and like kind of what they talk about in their books. I'll talk about the history of HCI. And I was like, cool. And then I'll talk about the curriculum. Mm Mm-hmm. But then once I came across the application, I was like, never mind.
1: No, the application is a lot.
0: <laughs> like, that is enough to be its own thing. So oh, yeah. I was like, never mind. This is a, this is it. Jeez. So we will be discussing the curriculum and other things related to ATI in the future. But mm-hmm. I thought that this was an, enough for now. <laughs> I think for me, this was kind of like a case of seeing this on paper, so to speak, making it more real. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the, we take it way back, kind of like when we talked about the adoring gaze. Remember when I thought that the Mm -hmm. adoring gaze that the the wife gave her husband? I thought that was like a learned behavior. Right, And then when I saw that in black and white on Mm -hmm. paper as like a taught thing, I was like, holy shit. This Mm -hmm. is like, it takes it to another level. Yep. Like, obviously, we know that they're against divorce. Mm
2: -hmm. We know that.
0: But to actually see, read on the application that If you get divorced, you're being fucking kicked out. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, this just kind of, like...
1: It's another level. Upped it
0: a little Mm -hmm. bit. And then, like, the mention of TV and how... Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought that... Like, things like that where I'm like, you kind of, like, knew it, but I'm like, I had no idea it was literally on this application. Well,
1: I think in other arenas... If you have something that's going to put a limit on something on your life, especially things it considers negative or vices or whatever it is, it'll be like, "Hey, try to try to reduce the amount of TV that you watch and spend your time better." But the fact that this one's so specific Not is wild to me. Not if you to have
0: you five hours and put how many hours a week,
1: right? And going back to what you said a long time ago about feeling guilty about certain things when it comes to religion, when you were in it, it's also that idea of like what if a kid falls asleep watching part of their five hour allotment of TV and then they wake up an hour later and they're like, oh my God, I put in an extra hour. Like, are they going to think that they're not, are they going to think that they're bad because they watched an the extra hour of TV? You know? Yeah.
0: And, um, kind of going, I don't, Ginger's book is actually on the way to me right now. I did find a, secondhand copy that Mm. i'll be reading but i do know that she specifically talked about you know how like in early like specials they talked about liking to play ball. yeah you know that she talked about like feeling guilt as a kid because she felt like would would they die on the way to playing broomball or would something happen to them because she should have been at home Mm. studying the bible but i'm like that's the type of shit that that does create and like people want to act like all the like you know made Oh, you might be making it more serious. But these mm-hmm. are the types of things that you create in people's heads where you think yep. that you make them think like, oh, my God, if I'm not doing this one thing mm-hmm. exactly right. Correct. What could happen to me? Yeah. Um. So talking about like the divorce and TV thing. One thing that stuck out to me is I'm almost a little surprised that there's no men- mention of like clothing and modesty. Hmm. I mean, he's already telling you who you can and can't have living in your house. Right. Um, the wife is not allowed to work and you can't have music in your home. Right. So like, what's another thing at this point? Right. So I'm are you a little surprised? Like, I, I didn't think about it initially, but as I kind of sat there, I'm like, I'm surprised they don't tell you, you have to exactly how you have to dress to be in this program. Oh, yeah. It's got all this other bullshit. Why mm-hmm. not?
1: Yeah. It's so specific on a lot of other things. Why not something else?
0: Yeah. So kind of like the beauty of this setup for Gothard. And by beauty, I mean horror, actually. (laughs) But the horror of this is that all of these things feed into each other. Mm -hmm. And almost ensure that people will go all in with everything. Right. So if you're making the seminars mandatory to enroll... For example, so if someone was just kind of interested in the curriculum aspect of it at first, of like the homeschooling end of it, mm-hmm. it's a way to make them drink that Kool-Aid.
1: Absolutely.
0: On this end too, mm-hmm. you know. Or if you did do the seminars first, then why wouldn't you follow through and also just do the fucking homeschool program? Correct. It's just a way for it all to feed into each other where you're like, well, mm-hmm. if I'm doing this, I might as well do this or I have to do this. It's just yep. it's just a way to expose people to all the things.
1: hmm And then if you're if it's mandatory that you're going to the conference that first year, you're going there with other people that are in the same thing. And it's like if you're not doing some of those things, you're going to be the outcast in that.
0: It's almost like the things we talk about, Joshua Harris, when you see someone with this higher standard, you feel Mm -hmm. the need to meet it. So you start you're like, oh, shit, I'm not. Yeah, we're doing the homeschool program. But then everybody else is doing all of this and they're doing these seminars and they're doing that. And they're, you know, subscribing to this and this. Well, I should be doing that, too. Yep. Why wouldn't I? Um. So, it's like way back when we talked about how the financial seminar was Lego and Baby Cannon's kind of like first mm-hmm. toe dipper into dip. the whole thing. It's like if people decide they like one aspect of it, they're far more likely to look at the other things.
2: Absolutely. So, it
0: sounds, it sounds like with Jim, Bob, and Michelle, obviously we know that the financial thing was first mm-hmm. then it kind of sounds like they were like oh we're kind of impressed by like we heard about homeschooling and then we started watching these families and then i think that took them into the whole full-blown all the seminars and things yep. so it's like that's how it happens mm-hmm. that's exactly how he gets you that that's yep. that's the tactic and it works
2: mm-hmm.
0: so also um i do think it's worth pointing out that he started ati like the homeschool program during this like initial rise of homeschooling it was like way like such a new idea compared to what we have today there weren't a ton of options yet
1: yeah not a lot of resources yeah yeah
0: so joshua harris's dad greg harris remember how we talked about how he had his own christian homeschooling thing mm-hmm. so just for a little bit of perspective. His started in 1981. So it started three years before ATI. Okay. So it had a little bit of a three year head start, but still options were extremely, <laughs> extremely limited at yeah. the time. It's mm-hmm. not like today where we have tons of options, Correct. whether there be secular or Christian. There's just mm-hmm. a ton of different things.
1: Hardcore curated. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's also at a time, like, all of this was happening at a time where there was this gigantic rise in fundamentalism. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty, like, widely recognized at this point that in the late 70s, kind of, like, and then all, like, through the 80s, that we saw this, like, major uptick in, like, fundamentalism, evangelical type things and, like, whatever. Yeah. Pure, like, all these things. All because it was all these people who, in their mind, were almost, like, like course-correcting, so to speak.
1: Because of the hippie generation? Because of the
0: movements from the 60s and 70s. Yep. yep. So, they're course-correcting, in their mind, against all these things that they didn't approve of. So, this is where we see this extremism happen, mm-hmm. because... They're going like, oh, we don't like this of it. So we're going to go the complete opposite end. Let's pull them out of school. Let's keep them home. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's seclude them. Let's isolate them. Let's, you know, so it was just, it was so of the time. And I think that's one of those things Mm -hmm. that like I have to try to put myself back in just because that's not my experience at all. Number one, not being homeschooled, not being fundamentalist, and not being from that era. But like that was such a wave of like, we're going to do this opposite because there was all this liberation and they were so anti it that Mm -hmm. they went so extreme the other direction yeah but that's just the story of extremism and Mm -hmm. on any end is like we're gonna take this and we're gonna go the complete opposite direction
1: yeah either because i don't like the other side or i flirted with the other side and i didn't i then i felt bad about it or yeah
0: yeah it's just kind of a interesting point in time wild i think that's um like i said we will talk about <laughs> i so funny to think that now i was like oh and i'm gonna cover the curriculum too not god we'd be here for four fucking days <laughs> but so we'll talk about curriculum at some point but
1: the bad I can... news i have for you is i don't think that we are cut out for ati
0: bad news <laughs> mildred is a lucky gal
1: not only can she not hold a
0: pencil but neither can probably some of those kids um but yeah, we wouldn't qualify. She's she's a lucky gal. <laughs> Can you imagine me homeschooling Mildred?
1: It'd be easy. <laughs> she says, "Mom, I don't have any posable thumbs."
0: <laughs> I wouldn't have to teach her shit.
1: Be Mildred. The only thing you need to learn is that the Code Man is not living in the backyard. Nope. I'm gonna be laughing about Codeman Code Man for a week.
0: I I loved that show. It was so good.
1: Every, I, I think every month there's at least one point that me and Whitney break into the theme song of Step by Step.
0: Make it better, second time around. Patrick boom, Duffy. Boom, boom. Suzanne Summers.
1: TGIF was a thing, man. It was, it was a... I'm going to shout out one thing that I never hear anybody ever talk about ever, ever, ever. I loved The Muppets as a kid. And there was a short-lived show on TGIF that was called Muppets Tonight. Muppets Tonight was my shit.
0: I never saw it.
1: Nobody Sorry. nobody remembers it. It wasn't on for very long, but it was just kind of like a modern version of it. Where they still had a variety show and they were still... Oh, so good. Muppets Tonight. Stefan Urkel.
0: I'll have to become hip to it so i can feel connected to you <laughs> as a help meet um do you have anything else to say
1: i don't think so
0: i was gonna give a little update on the mildred i think you should so little mildred okay first of all i'll give the facts <laughs> and then i'll talk about how i'm a fucking moron and you guys are gonna think less of me okay so if you remember back remember how she was limping so we took her in for the limp limp ends up being nothing she's fine the limp is not even the issue yeah we found out at the vet by the way if you don't care about cat stuff this is your cue to go um but we found out the vet they're like oh she's missing a canine so then they quoted us with them between 1700 and 2800 dollars to basically do a root canal on this canine missing Mm -hmm. broken off tooth right but they're like go to this dentist this pet dentist it'll be cheaper i instantly make the appointment It was three weeks out. We didn't go until... So, today's Thursday. We went on Tuesday. So, Mm -hmm. on Valentine's Day, I take her. Here's the kicker, guys. (laughs) So, they're busy. So, I'm in the lobby and they take her back without me and then they finally put me in a room. I cannot tell... So, the vet comes walking to the room. Her energy is, like, so not great, Mm okay?
1: I'm dropping some heavy news.
0: (laughs) And she was just like okay and, w- and when somebody starts with oh my god okay you're like fuck right so she's like okay so here's the thing so last we knew she's missing a canine right she goes mm-hmm. first off as soon as instantly as soon as i look in her mouth all of her canines are gone yep so i go in three weeks she's lost three more canines like i'm like i'm like baffled. And so I was telling Tim how in this moment you start to go like f- you start trying to like rationalize things. So I was like is it the fact. So I give her pate in like the little cans right. Well when it's the end of the can I put out the whole can. I let her look it right. <laughs> so I told Tim I have this stupid moment. Where I'm like is it because I give her the can. Is she breaking her teeth on the can. Like you know you, your brain just starts trying to like make sense of it all. It gets worse. So apparently cats have 30, about 30 teeth Mildred is missing 15. Mm-hmm. So not only are all four of her canines now gone. So mm-hmm. mind you, three weeks ago, three can- <laughs> she was w- down one. One canine She's was gone, gone down, down another canine every week since. And then half her other little teeth are gone. So I'm just like... I, I'm just like in f- f- complete disbelief. And she was like, okay, so here's the thing. I'm really sorry. And she kept saying like, I'm really sorry. And like, she was... <laughs> <laughs> very much prepping me the entire time it felt like and so she says that she has dental resorption which is very common in cats i've never heard of it in my life mm-hmm. but she's like i seen about you see it about in like 50 of cats especially but it actually goes up with older cats mm-hmm. like when you get to older cats it's like three quarters of senior cats so basically even though it's super common in cats they don't really have a lot they don't of know a lot about, about it. it. Yeah. Best they can think is maybe it's maybe autoimmune, but it's basically that their teeth starts to break apart, break down, break apart, mm-hmm. yada yada. Now, even though it's super common, what is kind of uncommon is the rate. Clearly, which is happening to Mildred. For some cats, it will happen with one tooth, another mm-hmm. tooth, another year, another tooth, three years down the road. At minimum, she's lost three canines in three weeks. Right. So, while her vet could have possibly missed a couple teeth in October and three weeks ago, I think it's unlikely that they missed 15 fucking teeth. Of course. So, this is happening at a very, very rapid rate, right? So, she's explaining all this. And the vet keeps saying, I know this is a lot. I know this is overwhelming. I know this is way more than you thought coming in here. And she keeps even saying, like I know finances are probably things like she keeps repeatedly bringing up how she knows that financially
1: which goes doesn't... well with you and your anxiety
0: well, here's the thing. I appreciate that as a medical professional, she's sensitive to finances. I appreciate that because there's some of them just throw that out there. I'm like, are you do you really know what it's happening on the other end? you know whatever mm-hmm. so while I appreciate it, it kind of backfires on a person like me. <laughs> on a person like me because it makes me go into like oh shit if she's acting like this is this bad it's gonna be bad you know what i mean so i'm fucking freaking out and she literally she keeps repeating over and over i know the finances is a thing i know you said earlier you're okay with us taking blood but if finances are a problem right now we don't have to do blood today so do you see where all the tim do you understand why all the alarm bells are going off in my brain of like
1: i feel like the, the second she came in and said okay, I feel like your brain started a tailspin. So it wasn't, I feel like details on things weren't going to be there. And then her energy was that way. The energy was, and, yeah.
0: felt a little panicked. Pilded like, you know what I mean? It. Especially on the financial end, because she kept bringing up finances. So then she shows me the paper and I look at it and I'm trying not to lose my shit. because. And so she More. was just like, I give you the low end and the high end because the thing about it is like until they're under anesthesia, they can't tell you everything. You know what I mean? So she's like, I'd rather over you than underquote you because I don't want you to come in here. Not expect. So the, a lot of this is geared around money. Like the whole conversation is so much geared around money. She's like, I don't want you to. Think you're coming and paying this and then end up paying more. So I'm over quoting you, but here's the, here's the low end. Here's the high end. So it's two columns, low estimate, high estimate.
1: Can I interject one with one detail yeah. that'll help? Yeah. Okay. So the vet office that we go to, Mildred's on a big chewing on cords yeah, thing right now. Yeah, she's being a
0: little crazy right now. Um,
1: It must be because she knows that we're not um set up for ATI success. She's stressed out. Um, So... We went to our original vet, and they're awesome. They have a team of vets. They stay open late. They kind of split their hospital in like a dog side and cat side. And in like the little cat waiting room, there's like air purifiers. So so, it doesn't smell like dog. (laughs) So it doesn't smell like dog, and it doesn't get them all like nervous and stuff. Like they're just, they're so good. Um, Well, they gave Whitney a quote for the one tooth, and it was a lot.
0: For one tooth to have a root canal on, it was low end seventeen, high end twenty eight hundred.
1: Correct. So Whitney was already under the idea that this was going to be expensive. So when they said, "Well, we have this other pet dentist,"
0: they will be cheaper.
1: They will be cheaper because of the way that they spread their costs out. And it our ma- specialist, yeah. Correct. They make it where you're not paying super specialist prices. So. Yeah. Even though that's the case, it was still going to be that expensive at the vet. Yeah. So, go ahead.
0: So, they give me the paper. I, I'm not going to say it just yet. And I kind of freak out inside. But then they start going off. Like, you know, it's probably sooner rather than later. is best for getting this done. Now, the thing that they're shocked about is... This is painful for cats and cats are notorious for not showing pain. And that's why when I hate when a cat does show pain or being sick, you know, it's bad. And yeah, that's what bad. freaks me out. Um, but they're like, for her not having half her teeth in such a short period of time, they're like, we, they're, they're like, she's still eating. I'm like, yeah, she's like very food motivated. I'm like, she loves to eat. Same lady. And um, they're like, wow, that's amazing. Like they were like shocked because they're like at the, at the, place where she is they don't they're shocked that she's even willing to still eat and that the fact that she's pushing her head up against me she lets me touch her face she's pushing her own face up against my hands and stuff and they're like she we would think she would be in massive pain right now so she's
1: doing it right now yeah
0: she's pushing her head up against tim's hand so they're like really shocked but of course i'm just like desperately don't want it to hit a point where it's painful to her Mm. So, they're like Monday or this day. And I'm like, yep. So, we have her scheduled. So, it's Thursday now. She's scheduled for Monday morning um, at 7.20 a.m. We drop her off. Anyways. So, I called him with the news. And I was like, this is how much. Mm. And I'm... Go ahead.
1: First, she texts me. <laughs> now, I want to preface this with the fact that it's Valentine's Day. We have... Over a hundred covers in our downstairs restaurant. We have almost a hundred covers in our upstairs restaurant. I'm trying to get two kitchens ready for Valentine's Day service. I'm having to work a station. So not only am I having to get the entire team ready. I'm also having to jump in and set my own station up. I get a text from Whitney that says, oh my God, it's so bad. I'll call you when I get home. So now I'm freaking out on top of doing kind of normal things.
0: And then I come home and I call Tim and I tell Tim and I call my oldest sister, who's like always my sounding board. And I tell her and she's just like, Oh my God, Winnie, I'm sick for you because I'm telling this number. <laughs> Spoiler alert that I thought I saw on the page. <laughs> and I'm, she's just like, Oh my God, I'm sick for you. And I was just like, I know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then like the, fu- okay, this is the point where I feel like people are just going to think less of me where they're going to be like, you, you know oh she dumb oh she real dumb like people are about to think less of me and think i'm like the biggest moron on the planet so if you want an ego boost right now and to not feel stupid and just know that there's somebody out there more dumb than you here's me i'm can i pause this up right one now. more time <laughs>
1: before you drop like the end of the story um so our other cat momo towards the end of her life had a lot of health stuff so she was in the hospital a lot because then they couldn't figure out what it was, and then they thought it was this, so they did this procedure, and then that we wasn't did
0: exploratory it. Exploratory surgery, we did oh, everything God. you could do, and it was still a mystery till the day she died.
1: And what was her total?
0: I mean, I stopped counting at ten grand.
1: Yeah, like over her lifetime. Yeah, like it was, but still, like towards the end, there it was. Man, it was over, it and, was over and over. It was three thousand dollars
0: here, a thousand dollars there. Like, yeah. whatever. So
1: obviously, we will spend money for our, our children. Like, you know, nobody's keeping score, even though we're kind of keeping score. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, when Whitney told me the amount, it is not an amount that we have loose liquid that we could just drop cash on. So at first, you kind of go, oh, and you get sticker shock. I'm... I feel very grateful to the universe because I remember telling Whitney and telling my cook that I was getting ready to work with that I'm like, look, we've been paying, we've never been late on a house payment. If I literally need to pull out like a home equity, personal line of credit, I will to make sure that we can do this and get this taken care of. So that's kind of the thing that I'm grateful for is the fact that it wasn't like we're fucked.
0: So here in the moment, I'm like, okay, we're going to figure out a way to pay for this in six days because it's happening on Monday regardless. I've already signed up for this. So I'm like, what can we put on a credit card? What can we pull out of our accounts? Mm -hmm. And we will figure it out on the back end. But we just need to figure out. And I was just like, is there even – if we had to, once we pulled everything together, I was like, is there somebody we could even – borrow from from up front Mm. like you know or whatever just to like get it paid for up front yeah so i'm sitting we're trying to figure out that and and tim's like just let me know and we'll pull out from the house like we're starting to like formulate a plan Mm -hmm. on what we're gonna do and like an idiot i get on our podcast instagram and i start telling the story (laughs) and i say the number in the instagram and then after that i was like you know what let me go get that paper out of my car like the the estimate and what I'm such a fucking idiot, you guys. I feel like a moron. The second I looked out of the paper outside of the doctor's office, I instantly saw it totally clearly. What I thought was low end 10,000 to high end 14,000 was low end 1,000 to high end 1400. <laughs> and I feel like such a moron now, but I cannot express enough how much the nervous energy of the Mm -hmm. vet played into it and you got to think about it i was told one tooth was going to cost maybe upwards to three thousand all of them now we're essentially about to pull every she's missing half her teeth but they're so they're about to pull the other half of her teeth and then check on the roots of the other ones you're I like was it's not expecting
1: 50000 dollars. Yeah, yet. And so I'm
0: like, when you do that, like quick math, you're looking at forty to fifty thousand. So yeah. in my head, I'm like, well, I guess fourteen, ten to fourteen thousand is the bargain version of that. Do you see what I'm saying? Does this make sense, or do yes. people just think I'm a moron?
1: No, it makes so sense.
0: In the mo- like be- between her being like, okay, okay, and like prepping me, I know this is big. I know this is big. Continue. So when they pass me that paper in the little room. I added on. zero. You were a zero. already compromised. Yeah, and like, and then I added on a zero, and I'm like, "We're doing ten to fourteen grand. Here we go. Here the fuck we go. We'll figure it out. But we're doing it." And then, like, the second I looked at the pic, the the paper at home, I was like, "Oh my god!" And I texted him, and I was like, "I'm a fucking moron."
1: <laughs> and I was like, I, "No." I also want to point out that we were in Valentine's service already, in both restaurants. And I had put my phone to charge, and I had to run downstairs to grab something, so I come back up and I'm worried and um once again thinking about like okay, if I gotta call rocket mortgage tomorrow, I'll call him tomorrow I like know. I we're was like preparing to house. like I was preparing to like provide, <laughs> and then I see a text message from Whitney that says, "I'm such a fucking idiot, call me, please so then I'm going. God, what happened now? now I'm like, did something happen to to Mildred? like I was freaking out for a minute,
0: and then Tim, like the supportive husband that he is i I explain it to him, and he says it could be worse. Mildred's life could be in danger uh, all true, you know Mildred's mm-hmm. life could be in danger, she's okay, she's still eating, she doesn't seem to be pay. you know things could be worse, you could be ugly and stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i sent her a gif of something of a little girl looking up and going at least you're pretty and then i also told her i was like well look at it this way so you so you were an idiot and it saved us money when i'm an idiot i embarrass our family you know
0: so it's like when i could be a lot so then i'm like texting my mom and sisters and i was like oh my god you guys i've never been so relieved to be a moron in my life but here's what happened i sent them the picture And then, like, my sister, the first one that I called, my oldest sister, she was just like, I'm trying not to laugh, cry at you, but I'm so relieved. She's like, but I'm so relieved at the same Mm -hmm. time. I'm like, me too.
2: Yeah.
0: But I just want to. So now my mind is blown. When they were originally saying one root canal and one tooth could be $2,800, now she's about to have 15 teeth plus the roots mm-hmm. for 1400 Do you yeah. see why my mind couldn't compute that it was that yeah. low of an amount? Yeah. I could not compute it in the moment. I was mm-hmm. like, nope, this is going to be the worst ever.
1: Yeah. It's a big difference and i told my i mean
0: it's not it's not like in six days i'm 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 not super thrilled with paying fourteen hundred dollars on six days notice but you Mm -hmm. know what it's better than ten grand
1: yeah i told my um food and beverage director at work and uh she's a cat person too so i was telling her about it and we've we got our asses kicked this week so i feel like we're both kind of emotionally compromised and she was like, oh, when I was telling her the condition and all the pretty much everything that went in just said. And she, like, started to cry. And she was like, that makes me so sad. Tell her I tell her I cried. And it, when I told her the money, it was even worse. Um, but then so, my
0: money was a lie. It's so not then that much.
1: I told her later on what the situation was. And she was like, well, tell her I care, much, I care enough that I cried. <laughs> Either way.
0: <laughs> so, basically, I'm a big giant moron but it was just like in that and you know what's funny they never stopped me with like my ramblings too so like after the vet left when the actual tech brought me the the paper with the estimate Mm -hmm. i was even telling the stories i'm like our cat before this i was like she had this mystery condition that up until the day she died so i'm like we always called her the ten thousand dollar cat um and i was like you know we always joke that she and mildred are in competition with each other and i was like well mildred just won she just she just wiped her out in one in one swoop over the other one. And the girl just kind of like laughed. And I'm not saying, th- it's probably a worker's n- not their thing in the moment to be like, what the hell are you talking about? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I understand why she wouldn't necessarily call me out or maybe even totally understand. But I just mean that I'm sitting there rambling like a fucking idiot being like, she's costing me more in a week when it's like, that's not even what's happening. Yeah. So there was just all these times that I'm looking back now going like, oh, my God, I'm a moron. <laughs> it's embarrassing.
1: Millie says, but Mama, you're our moron.
0: Oh, thank you, Mildred. <laughs> so then I got on her stories and I deleted it. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'll tell you guys later. <laughs> yeah. It's not $10,000 to $14,000. Thank God.
1: <laughs> oh, man. There you go. That's the saga of Mildred.
0: So Mildred goes in Monday morning at seven mm-hmm. twenty.
1: I keep making the joke from Waterboy that at least she won't be ornery.
0: She got all them teeth and no toothbrush. All the
1: teeth, no toothbrush.
0: So, but we've gotten some messages from people whose cats have done the same and she, they they're thriving. So And
1: other animals too. Yeah, I didn't see somebody said a yeah, horse. Yeah, their horse. Yeah.
0: So, we've had um so we had some stories. Yeah. Had no idea that this was such a thing, but Mm-mm. I do feel a little better cuz I was like feeling really guilty. I'm like, how did I not know my child doesn't have yeah. teeth but like this is happening at a rapid rate. So Yeah.
1: Yeah. And she isn't acting any different. No, like not that's at the all. easiest way with the cat to be like there's something wrong no, she's, is when they start acting different. She's, she's literally the same. exact same lunatic. Yep. So, but we love her. She's ours. She's So friend. there's
0: a saga. If you want to feel smart, mm. just refer back to the story <laughs> where I'm a giant idiot.
1: <laughs> she just adds zeros to stuff. Second, all right.
0: I at it, I was like, "Am I looking at this right? Is it possibly this cheap?" <laughs> and so I was like, "Man, if this lady was nervous to tell me this number,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so, I'm sh- there, I'm so there, shout out man.
1: if you're in Arizona and you have and you need pet dental.
0: Pet dental USA is cheap.
1: Yeah, I've already told one person at work about it, and she's gonna take her dog.
0: I mean, if one root canal was gonna be twenty eight hundred dollars a regular, and we're getting all of her te- her whole fucking yeah. mouth for fourteen.
1: Mildred, let's get you a grill. Yes. <laughs> it would have a, a Frisky's logo on it.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> oh, Mildred.
0: All right, I'm exhausted.
1: Uh, all right. Well, you heard the saga. Um
0: Don't think less of me. It w- I was emotionally compromised.
1: I'm going to use one of our favorite lines from Boy Meets World. Don't hate her, sir. She's my problem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See you guys next week.
1: Yep. So as usual, uh, join us on Instagram for our visuals and other shenanigans at digging up the Duggars Pod. Feel free to buy us a pickle or buy diggingupthedug slash digging up the Dug. You can send us an email at digging up the at gmail.com. Um, please don't be a worthless box this week. And uh, if you do want to send us regular mail, um, you can send it to us at P.O. Box 5973 Glendale, Arizona 85312. So Mildred is sitting on my lap and she says uh, goodbye, everybody.